Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware, and there's a new boy in town. I'm Anna. <laughs> and I'm Em. Uh, this week on Shelf Aware, we are continuing the Animorph series with Animorphs number 20, The Discovery. We discovered some things. Were they good things to discover? Who knows? But we discovered them. Yep. It's a Marco POV. David discovered a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Marco POV, which, like, we've kind of waffled on Marco POVs. Like, we didn't like the first one, I think. I thought that we did like the first Oh, maybe one, that's what, this what it was. was. This is what I was going to say about this. I think that's what we said with the first Marco POV. Oh my god, I can't believe The first Marco POV was that we were surprised how much That's we liked true, it because yes. we didn't like Marco in non I can't remember because sometimes they're just like all the same character. This is true. But with this one, last week I was like, that was my favorite Cassie POV. I don't think I said it in so many words, but it was my favorite mm-hmm. Cassie you POV. You said it was two sh- chapters shy of being your favorite book of the anime. Yeah, but those two chapters really tanked it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it was my favorite Cassie POV. This one is my least favorite Marco POV. I agree, because it's not really a Marco POV, is it? It should have just yeah. been a David POV and said fuck it to the conventions of the series, but... You all at home might be thinking, who is David? So are and we. that's what I was thinking <laughs> as well. <laughs> but it seems like he's going to be important from here on out, which makes me furious, because it seems like if we were going to introduce a new character... To the Animorphs, that little girl who got yerked and then unyerked probably would have been a good choice yes. to add to the Animorphs, considering she is already in danger from the yerks, and maybe someone should go address that and take care of that <laughs> little girl. And also then, we wouldn't be adding another dude to the Animorphs. Well, I think, and this is a little bit serious theories jumping ahead, I don't think David's going to be around. I don't think so either, and I have theories about that yeah, as well. I think he's so the next book. He's has he has to die or something. I don't know. He's I don't think he's go. gonna die. I have a very specific theory, and it's not gonna. I will say this is a little bit meta as well. But I was checking on the date of when this book came out so that I could cross reference some references that were made in this book because I had complaints. Uh-huh. But when I looked up the date it came out, what I found was this is the twentieth book in the Animorph series and the first book in the David trilogy. Oh, wow. So there you go. There's going to be three here for three David, <laughs> But what will happen to David after remains, I guess, up in well, the We air. can give you our series theories and then have them answered probably promptly. <laughs> probably this is going to get resolved pretty quickly. Yeah. Y'all ain't going to have to stick around for 54 episodes to see if we were right on this one. <laughs> Okay, so let's in, let's talk about David. Let's get into this book. Um, Marco's hanging out at school one day, hitting on chicks like the pig that he is, and then he sees something <laughs> very shocking. It was egregious. It was very bad. It was, it was not good. And I feel like we've talked about before how Marco comes across in the non-Marco POV books as like pretty insensitive and chauvinistic at times because it's not from his point of view. And it turns out he can come across as pretty insensitive and chauvinistic when it is his Even point Even in his too. own books, yes. He was Ugh. like one of those guys that read a book on how to neg women and was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it all the time. 
I don't know if he was actually trying to nag women or if he's just very bad. Because I think the one that you're referencing is when he tells the girl that she looks like a boy. On accident. Right? Well, he just kind of has this right. whole, like, vibe to him where it's always, like, backhanded compliments. <laughs> yes. And I think that it's, like, he's trying to be sincere, but it comes across as, like, not good. But even, like, when it's a, technically a good compliment, he just doesn't sound like a 13-year-old boy when he does it. No, like, it's the first gross. girl he hits on in this, who he hits on by saying, a beautiful name for a beautiful girl, which is, like, something a grandfather would say at, like, a christening and everyone's like oh that's pretty awkward but he's like 80 so we're gonna let it go (laughs) but it's like from a 13 year old kid in the in the attempt to hit on someone like that's such a weird thing to say i picture like i feel like sometimes i can imagine marco and he's wearing like white pants and a silk button down shirt with the top three Mm -hmm. buttons unbuttoned and his chest hair sticking out and I'm yes. that's not and boat shoes. Yes, and that's not hard to imagine for me at all for Marco. Like <laughs> that's a very realistic outfit for And me. like one of those hats that's not like a fedora, but it like basically is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those hats that someone bought because they're like, Oh, well, I want a hat. I want to be a hat guy, but I don't want to buy a fedora because fedora guys have such like a reputation so i'm gonna buy this hat that essentially is a fedora but i can be pedantic about it when someone calls me a fedora guy you know uh-huh uh-huh and he <laughs> sends you a hats. drink to your table and you look over and he's like waving at you and you're just like Ew. no i think he wouldn't be waving at you he would do the he would have his own drink and oh, try to do the he leo, would like the leo grossly look mm-hmm. at you over the lip of his glass as he was yeah drinking or just it. oh just raise it and like toast you across the room and like maybe maybe wink but he's it's kind of like he might have blinked you couldn't really tell it wasn't like a definitive wink <laughs> like he was trying to wink but he's not very good at it and also he's still 13 so it was like a mountain dude that he sent over 13. to your table <laughs> and you're like how'd you get in this bar <laughs> oh so Marco Marco stops terrorizing the female population of his school for a moment to notice that there is a new student walking around school and he just has this box in his hands that looks super familiar to Marco because it is the box that they all touched in order to gain their morphing technology. I want to go ahead and say this right at the top. Every single move the Animorphs make in this book were the worst possible 100%. Moves. Every time a decision is made, it is the wrong one. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the worst we have seen the Animorphs. This was humiliating. It was a solid whomping. Mm -hmm. Marco goes to ask David about the box and David's like, I don't know you. Get out of my business. And so then the Vandalites decide that they're going to just break into his house and steal the box. (laughs) Uh, So they all go to meet at Burger King again because... Isn't Burger King, wasn't Burger King where they knew there was an entrance to the year pool or was that McDonald's? I could not remember. I believe that was McDonald's. Okay, so the Burger King, obviously, because of the fast food rivalry, Burger King, safe place. McDonald's, bad. Only <laughs> only Yerks go to McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they all meet at, Mc- at Burger King and before they go into their bird morphs to go to David's, Eric pops up. Eric the Chi. And he's like, hey, guys, I just want to drop this bombshell on you. There's going to be a like a summit 
where six world leaders are going to be coming together in this city at a seaside resort, including the president of the United States, uh, to just talk about shit. And the Yerks plan on crashing that party to wreak some Yerk havoc. Which seaside resort, you might might ask? Yeah. I'm glad you asked. I did it, I but go ahead. which one it was. <laughs> which one is it? <laughs> it's the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay. Oh, damn. How do you know that? Because they refer to it as the Marriott multiple times, and Marriott bought the Ritz-Carlton uh. in 97, which was the year before this book came out, and it is the only uh, seaside resort in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. So it's that one. Oh my and God. also then they talk about how there's the main resort and then there's the cottages down by the sea and this place has Oceanside Cottages. So like basically oh if God. I was a Yerk who read this book, this missive from the Animorphs who are like, we must protect our identity, I'd be like, cool, I'm there. No. Like I know but- I, I know exactly <laughs> what this is and where it is. But the Yerks are too stupid. Well, the Vissers are too stupid. So you wouldn't be allowed. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, okay, okay, let's play this out. Okay. Let's play this out for a second, because I've just thought of something and it's made me upset. Okay. Um, Their whole thing is like, we're not going to tell you details because then the Yerks will know where we are, right? Right. Like, that's why, that's the conceit of the setup of why we don't know their last names mm-hmm. and why we don't know where they live and why they're like, I can't tell you where I live, even though it's clearly San Francisco. But like, let's, let's do a thought experiment, right? So theoretically, the reason they're not saying this is because they think that the Yerks could intercept this information that they are, that is this book, right? Mm -hmm. In whatever form, whether this is supposed to be them writing a letter at the end of the series or writing it down for future generations or whatever. The conceit is they cannot tell us where it is because the Yerks would find out from the info in the book, right? Correct. So if I was a Yerk and I intercepted this transmission and i was like reading this book about how the yerks have a secret plan to infiltrate the president of the united states while he's at a resort do you think i would be like oh well they didn't name the town so i can't figure it out or do you think they'd be like hmm when did we have a secret plan to attack the president at a resort that's probably where the andalites are (laughs) i mean like yeah everyone can look that knowledge up it's public like like i get that it adds like a veil of mystery to us to the the lay person yeah but to someone trying to find the andalites even even any of these books if they were like hey boss I intercepted this message from the Bandalites. It says that there are five human kids at a town where someone has become the vice principal and one of their brothers is in the sharing and one of their moms is Visser One. Like, they have all of the information anyway. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Just tell us what their fucking last names are. It doesn't matter. <laughs> she didn't want to have to think of more names. <laughs> she already she really... named the, main, the, the leader of their group after her son. <laughs> no no she named her son after the leader of oh their group. god i forgot about that <laughs> either way clearly there is a cap on the amount of names that ka applegate can employ so <laughs> eric also says surprise twist one of the leaders is already a controller but we don't know which one so how can they know that information how can they know someone is a controller doesn't make sense. But there are six world leaders from six different countries. 
I personally enjoy the fact that apparently the cheese information gathering works on the same basis as any number of hidden role board games. You know, mm-hmm. he's just over here playing One Night Werewolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is definitely Secret Hitler, <laughs> except for it's like Secret Visser. We put the year card in the pile. Someone had to draw it. Someone had to draw it. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so they decide they're going to go confront one of the world leaders and tell them about the year invasion, which we've already talked about why this is a bad idea. No, they don't decide that. They don't decide that. They decide we will go deal with the box thing first. Oh yeah, no, that's what I say. Like they they decide they're gonna do that, and then my next note is that they don't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm just so I'm sorry for cutting. <laughs> no, you off. you're fine. I'm just so infuriated that because again, the worst possible choices. If it is the choice between more like. I guess their their concern would be the Yerks getting morphing technology, right? Yes. Which they have to make several jumps in logic to assume the Yerks would get morphing technology. It's like, okay, this kid David will have to give the box to someone who is a Yerk mm-hmm. and who knows how this technology works. Which right? at this point in the book, there's no evidence that he will do that. There's he just no has evidence. This blue that. box he found in the trash versus the issue of if we don't do anything all of these world leaders will be yerked like not and that there's no like steps the end of the there. human race <laughs> it's just that's it and they're like huh well i guess we got to deal with the box <laughs> why the, well why to, you- they're like the president and the others aren't going to be meeting for like two or three days so we have time to just fuck around and not come up with a plan or anything. <laughs> just nothing. Absolutely no. We just like to act on the fly. Like, we don't, you know, plans, not our shtick. I can't with these children. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. So, they get this this bomb just dropped in them by Eric, who's like, all right, bye. And then they're like, well... There's nothing left for it to become birds and fly to David's house, <laughs> which they do. And Marco's like, me and Tobias are going to go in the house. Watch me fly. And Tobias is like, watch out for that stick. And Marco goes, what stick? And then he runs into the stick. And it was the stick that was holding the window open. So the window closes. Marco's stuck in the house. There's just like some stuff happens. David gets out this BB gun and starts shooting the birds. Rachel's there as a bald eagle. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. But they don't get the box. They have to flee. Because why would they have been able to get the box in this manner? This is a nonsense plan. Yeah. That clearly would have never worked. Birds, think about like you have a cube. And think about how birds' talons are. Like, this is Listen, the whole Anna, gun situation again. You cannot <laughs> grip this. Say, I was going to say, we know that these birds are gun-toting birds. So. <laughs> uh, and as we know, if you are allowed to carry a gun, it means, you know, the world is open and possibilities are limitless, your, your bird limbs can do anything. Oh, oh. Also, wasn't this the part... Was this... Maybe I'm mixing up bird instances, but I feel like this is the part where they're morphing into birds or whatever in the bathroom of the Burger King. Yes. And yep. And so when, okay. Mm-hmm. The, yes. I do have thoughts about mm-hmm. this. I was mad when I read it because it's like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. 
It makes zero sense. And this is the fucking dinosaurs v wolves situation again, where I just don't think K.A. Applegate has any sense of scale. <laughs> so first of all, the thing, the thing about this that made me mad was not the Falcon thing. So they're, they go to ch- the more, they go to morph in the bathroom of the Burger King. Um, or that is Marco goes to morph and Jake joins him in the bathroom. And as they're doing this, and then someone comes to knock on the door lots of times. And Jake's like, I'm using this bathroom. And then they keep knocking. And then finally it's revealed that it's like an employee and their manager. And they're like, are you doing drugs in there? Come out of the bathroom now. And Marco is halfway through his morph. And Jake's like, stop morphing, Marco. And then he like throws a sweatshirt over him. And, he, and Jake is like, I'm just trying to help my little brother go to the party. It specifically says... Because this is why I was like, the fuck? Uh, I stood there, about 90% Osprey. I was maybe two feet tall, standing on my talons. Two feet tall. Two feet tall. Two feet tall, and Jake is trying to pass this off as a child capable of walking. Yeah, like, two-year-olds are like three feet tall. Yeah, no, I looked, up, <laughs> I looked up the stats. I was like, do I just not know how tall babies are? And no. Two, like two feet is like a 12 month old yes like, like babies are born and they're like 20 inches long which is almost two feet <laughs> so like <laughs> what are you and then during this whole scene it keeps being like jake puts an arm around me and like jake leaned over and like patted me on the head i'm like no he didn't because he's 13 and therefore probably around five feet tall <laughs> he would not be able to do this <laughs> This is madness. And then he's like, oh, my brother, he has a a facial deformity. Don't look at it. And then the person's response to that is, oh, what's the name of your disease? And Jake is like scrambling to come up with something. Why don't you just say none of your business? Because it's a rude ass personal question to ask me about my (laughs) my medical history. God damn. My deformed brother, apparently. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. the The facial deformity was a fucking beak. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so jake calls it beaconoma well because jake's an idiot marco calls it beaconoma to be fair he's like oh, call it beaconoma right. and jake's like that's all i got because i can't think of a single thing better than beaconoma <laughs> <laughs> this was stupid it, and it didn't matter why did why was this in the why book? would yes why was the employee so concerned when a teenage boy entered a ba- like first of all they wouldn't have seen because the way, you know, the way that most fast food places are set up, the bathroom is in that like, hallway before you even mm. get into the restaurant. So first of all, they wouldn't even know that someone went into the bathroom, really. Unless they did know, in which case the question wouldn't be uh, incredibly insensitive, what's his, what's the name of his uh, disease? But instead, a much more valid question of two of you came in here and you were both full size children. <laughs> Now one of you is a little goblin boy. What, what happened? happened? <laughs> so clearly they didn't see him go in. Oh my god. The next day at school, David approaches Marco and is like, Hey, I think there's something weird about this blue box that you were asking me a lot of questions about yesterday. Someone sent their trained birds to try and steal it from me. And I'm telling you this because I don't have any friends here, but you talk to me. So that means you're you're privy to all my secrets. 
Also, I'm selling it online and I've already got someone interested. They're going to come meet me at my house after school. My, my I've got my AOL.com ready to send an automated email with my address into them. It, it bleh, with my address in it after school lets out. I There's two things I want to talk about with David's response here. Number 1, wild that David was just like, well, Guess I'll turn to Marco, yes. the guy I actively hated five minutes ago. <laughs> Number two, I get that usually when there's kind of like a magical thing happening and uh, people are trying to, or a magical or science fiction type thing happening and it's like in the real world, but people are trying to keep it under wraps. So like there's kind of like an Occam's razor situation of like, oh, you know, people might believe it's aliens, but they're just going to find an easier way to explain this, the thing. Right. I think that, like, that does work most of the time when it's like, oh, it could be an alien or it could have been, like, a hot air balloon. Okay, yeah, Occam's razor, probably a hot air balloon. It doesn't work when the other possibility is someone sent their trained flying <laughs> birds to come into me, a teenager's room, and steal a mysterious box. <laughs> I think at that point, Occam's razor is that it's aliens. I'm pretty it sure. It has to be. Like, if someone is going to train birds, why would they not choose ravens, which are the smartest bird? <laughs> why would they have a variety of birds? <laughs> Including a bald eagle. I think actually I lied. I think probably my first thought wouldn't be aliens. My first thought would be like... Circus clowns. Circus clowns. I was actually going to say shapeshifters, but that's essentially what they are. But like, it would be like magic of some sort. Yeah. Like, oh, a druid has sent their Oh my God. I familiars. would be like, it's my time. It's my time to become a paranormal <laughs> being. Take me with you, birds. <laughs> you scared me away. <laughs> I want to be hot and immortal, please. <laughs> oh my god. So Marco is immediately like, shit, that's the Yerks. The Yerks saw his Craigslist posting and were like, we need that. The Yerks, they are not like, they're not doing anything useful. They're just trolling Craigslist <laughs> to see if they can get some free shit, to see if they can have, if there's any misconnections out there. I understand that this is ridiculous but it does make me laugh because i really now am just picturing viscer three probably in his human morph because fingers um yes. well, i guess andalites have <laughs> fingers too but you know seems like reaching a computer the weird. computer the keyboard would have to be yeah. so close to their body but him just sitting down at his laptop and like chicken pecking out on the aol because this is on aol they specifically state the AOL uh -huh. uh, login info and being like, okay, what will my screen name be? V-I-S-S-E-R-3. Send. That's fucking taken? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Visser 3 imposter? Uh, V-I-5-5-3-R-3. And he's like... He emails Visser3 at AOL.com every day asking him to relinquish <laughs> the, the screen name. Oh, man. So stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Vandalites skip school to go to David's house to stop the email from being sent. And 
Margo and Axe go in to the house because they're the computeriest, I guess. Um, even though later Tobias flies in, he's like, why didn't you just unplug the computer? And Marco was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, they, they, they sneak into David's house, but they set off all the burglar alarms doing so. And so there's alarms going off. David's dad comes home early and he's some sort of like secret agent spy guy. And then David also comes home early. There's just too many people in this house. Axe is hiding in the closet. He morphs into a spider. Marco rolls under the bed. There's a there's a cobra down there. A cobra, which again, this is really starting to become a pattern. The cobra was mentioned earlier in the book. And sh- they need to stop doing this. They need to stop being like, there's a mysterious animal in the place where you're going to be later. One in this we book. haven't morphed into. Mm. Or not even morphed, because mm. I'm thinking of the fucking panther or jaguar or whatever from the last book. It's oh, like, yeah, the leopard, yeah. I get it. Anytime any animal is mentioned, they're going to become relevant later in the book. I wish they'd taken the panther, though. Cassie needed another predator mm-hmm. morph other than the wolf, because the wolf is like, it's not doing the work it needs to be doing. It's about the size of a 10-foot dinosaur, so I mean... Yeah, <laughs> it's a humongous dire wolf, I'm a fool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so everyone's home, everyone's yelling, and then the email went out earlier because apparently David's computer clock is set an hour forward, so it went out early, and then the Yerks and Visser 3 show up. So it's basically just the shit show. Margo morphs into the snake. Axe, I think I think he just demorphs because he the snake Margo accidentally eats spider axe. It's a thing. It doesn't matter. There's a big fight scene. Rachel Grizzly Bear storms in. Um, the Bandalites get trounced, but they and they destroy David's house. But they're able to get David and the blue morphing box out of the house before Visser Three can get it. But David's parents are taken to become controllers in exchange. Well, not really in exchange. But that's just kind of like the sad part yeah. about this. <laughs> so they did a lot of property damage they ruined david's life um the pandalites decide to make david a new member of their team <laughs> they're like spend the night at marco's house because you have no home or parents anymore um and then we're just gonna drop this bomb on you about how there are yerks and andalites and now you have to be one of us bandalites and David kind of takes it all in stride, but he's also kind of a brat, right? Like, David's a big brat about this. I mean, I'd be a brat, too. Fair. <laughs> but he's a brat about the morph, the morphing. So they present him with two two birds, because he needs a bird. And there's, like, a golden eagle, and also a bird that is faster and smaller and more tactically sound. You should... And Jake's like, you know, Golden Eagle is cool, but you should, this other bird also has some great features. And David throws a little hissy fit because he's like, Jake, did you, did you tell everyone else what morph they got to choose? I want to choose the Golden Eagle. And I'm sitting here like, you could take both. <laughs> there are no limits, David. The, yeah, you can have as many animals as you want. Why don't you just take both and shut everybody yeah. up? Whatever. But I mean, I guess he doesn't know how morphing works. So maybe he assumes that there's a rule Fair. But but Jake the leader knows how much. Yeah, works. so like just <laughs> that's the case. Is everyone take all of the bird points? Yeah, yeah. Why? I don't. I don't either. Yeah, I don't get it. 
we've said this so many times they should be touching things all the time always yes other humans other animals even if they've got an animal already they should touch another one of that animal another version of it yeah because like what if you're in a situation like rachel has been where she's been like her bird morph gets injured she's like oh shit if I become human, then I won't be able to fly anymore. Oh, wait, I have another bird of prey morph in my pocket. I'll just become that instead or something. I don't or, know. I mean, like, I feel like that would be resolved by morphing human and then morphing back oh, that's to the bird. Right. But, but Tobias. Tobias should have another bird. But yeah, I would say the other issue that I don't think has come up yet, but really should have, is with Visser 3 being like, all animals are the Bandalites. You would think he would, like, start remembering i mean maybe not because he's dumb and stupid and he is extremely bad at his job if if i was Mr. three i'd be like huh saw that wolf behaving oddly i will take a picture of it so that if i see that wolf again i know it's a bandolite so i would think mm-hmm. for purposes of not getting clocked they would need to have like it's like okay you have you have this one horse but if that one horse shows up all the time it's going to be weird. Yeah. You need multiple and horses. And you and apparently like as Axe has proven you can just morph a bunch of the same time of type of thing so they could touch a whole bunch of horses and make some super and mega make horse. make the most beautiful fuckable horse like Axe made the most beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> as they keep bringing up Axe is beautiful. Axe is, I'm so attracted because he to looks Axe. like me. He looks like me, and so he's so handsome and pretty. <laughs> oh man, do you think? Do you think Axe and Tobias had a conversation after Tobias got his morphing abilities back and his own body back temporarily? Do you think there was a conversation mm-hmm. where Tobias is like, "Oh, um, hey, Axe, so you know, I was." <laughs> I was just wondering. I mean, like, it's cool that your uh, human morph is like a combination of, you know, all of the animorphs like Jake and Cassie and Rachel and Marco. And, you know, I was just I mean, like, I was just wondering if, like, you know, maybe, you you know, wanted to throw a little of your boy in the mix there, you know, and Axe is like, and Axe is like, the others have informed me you are an ugly version of the species. (laughs) So no, I will not be acquiring your DNA, Tobias. <laughs> do not, do not feel offended, friend Tobias, that I have said this about you. I don't find you ugly. I find all humans ugly. I'm just going off of the information that your friends have told me that you are. But I know Rachel is hot, and Rachel says you were not attractive. Sometimes I pump a little extra Rachel in the mix when I want to look especially she, nice. She is just so gorgeous, and you know Rachel loves you. So if she's saying you're ugly, it must really be true. <laughs> I think at this point, Rachel really would just prefer you stay in Hawkmore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more of like an intellectual sort of love, I think, on her end. There's nothing physical here. Never, never anything physical. No. You know, ever. I was talking to her about this very thing, and I brought up the fact that, you know, all of the other Animorphs, when I take on my human form, they all come to me and they say, Axe, you're so beautiful, I want to kiss you with my mouth. <laughs> And I thought, I thought, Rachel, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want me to incorporate some of Tobias, your paramour, into this morph? And, you know, she just looked at me and she said, ew, 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 no, never. I do not want to kiss him with my mouth. (laughs) I was also told, Tobias, your head has been in toilets. (laughs) I don't. I would not care to have a toilet head. (laughs) 
I don't know if having a toilet head would affect the DNA, but it's better that we do not risk it, as we Andalites <laughs> cannot possibly have a toilet head because of our weird alien toilets. Our heads wouldn't fit in there, Tobias. Our toilets are too advanced for heads. <laughs> we, as we've oh discussed my. before, merely shit out our back. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I digress. All this to say, I would never want to incorporate your DNA into my morph. Have I fully explained to you yet how ugly everyone thinks you are? And how little they want to rub your mouth with their mouth. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, They also take David to the zoo so he can get a predator morph. And much to Jake's surprise a cockroach (laughs) Jake is so pleased that David can also become a cockroach (laughs) Um, then they're like okay so we heard about the president um, and that whole situation a couple days ago so I guess it's time now to go stop the Yerks now that we still don't have a plan and also this new recruit with us that totally knows what he's doing. <laughs> Let's go save the president. And is also behaving in a way that is somewhat antagonistic towards us, which is great for Yeah, community. he hates us. And also seems to, there's like a part where he like kills something or attacks something as an animal. Yeah, so he's in this golden eagle morph and Tobias fucking hates golden eagles because golden eagles attack other birds and he's like that's just that's just awful that's what kind of animal attacks one of its own like you know a lot of animals but uh while he's in the golden eagle morph he attacks and kills a crow and he tries to blame it on the animal brain but marco's like nah dude you killed that crow in cold blood you were messed so up. it seems like maybe taking a possible sociopath along to yep. save the president isn't a great idea they they did not do any psychological testing on the new recruit no at all they knew nothing about this kid they were just like here's your new powers and they kind of have this point where they're like man is it it because they have the debate about like should we shouldn't we and some of them vote yes and some of them vote no and like the argument against it is like we don't know him this is a bad idea the argument for it is number one what else can we do with him because we can't leave him to his own devices because he'll get yerked but number two, wouldn't it be nice for mm-hmm. us to have more backup? To which I say, yes, it would. Get that box, get it out, start morphing people up. You know... Morphing people you trust, like Karen. Yes, go get Karen. Go get the the friend of uh, Rachel from book two, the daughter of Chapman, who we know isn't you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get her. Be like, hey, we've been distant over these past few months. It's because I'm a fucking Animorph. And you are too now. Let's go. Let's go beat up your dad. <laughs> There's so many options other than this weird... Every girl that Marco's ever hit yep, on. Probably, well... We're sorry he did this to you. Here are some powers. <laughs> Reparations from Marco's behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Marco's dad. Marco's dad. We know he's not yurked. Why? Get an adult in the mix. Please. Someone that can drive, that can give them permission <laughs> to do that things. That fucking, like, head of the FBI or, like, second in command of the Secret Service or whatever. Go get that dude. Ugh. <sighs> Get Cassie's parents so that Axe can live in a house <laughs> instead of in the woods. <laughs> this is this is like the end of the D&D. Cam- I have been referencing D&D so much recently. The end of the... It's your whole life now, so I mean... It's like the end of the, the campaign 
or the like actual play stream where like you go gather up all of the NPCs so you can go attack the big bad. That's this moment, yes. but you're not doing it. <laughs> oh, we know they're terrible at planning. Yes. But it's okay, because the Yerks are too. That's true. Because Equally matched. The Yerks plan is, so the, the president is flying into the Ritz-Carlton Seaside Resort <laughs> via helicopter, and their plan is to, while they are cloaked, suck up the helicopter into, into the Visser's blade ship and then drop a hologram down and do whatever weird Yerk stuff they're going to do to the president and his secret service or whatever. So they see this happening and some of the Bandalites, like everyone minus Rachel and Tobias, who don't make it there in time before the doors close, they make it into this Yerk aircraft and the helicopter's in there and they have to morph into some cockroaches so they can scuttle around. Uh, but David kind of blows their cover by screaming because he's turning into a cockroach and that shit is terrifying. <laughs> and so they have to like, they're discovered, so they have to run around and shit. And Visser 3 uh, unknowingly reveals that his plan is to just acquire the president as opposed to making him into a controller. And the Bandalites have to escape as cockroaches and they do so by accidentally going through, I guess, a hole or a crack in the ship that takes them outside of it. And now they're tumbling as cockroaches, to their death. That's the end of this book. Dun dun dun, it's a cliffhanger. It ends on a to be continued. Well. I didn't mind to be continued. I Yeah, I feel like we should be allowed to have longer narratives. Yes, but I didn't mind it because I'm an adult who's reading this series for a podcast goof in 2020 and the whole series is complete and the whole series is complete and i know it has an ending if i was a child who picked this up from the library and it was like book number 20 and the library also had like 13 26 and 50 i would be furious (laughs) (laughs) and you know the library isn't gonna have that full collection baby yeah no not in the 90s, mm-hmm. at least. You're going to be stuck read- reading Babysitter's Club number 13 eight times because they don't have any other ones. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So that was this that book. That was this book. I didn't like this book because it was boring and I didn't care about anything that was happening. And I didn't yeah. care about David. And why is David here? I- the whole David of it really pisses me off. I think also, the I think Applegate, must, she was just making it up for the Rachels in her audience that were like, there was no fighting in the last book. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's like, well, fine, here's some fucking fighting for you. Here's some, they're going to fight for their lives. The whole book's a fight. Um, but it wasn't a good no, one. No, because I didn't care. Yeah, I did not. I didn't care either. I didn't care about David's parents. I didn't care about David. Mm-hmm. He's the snotty new kid. Mm-hmm. Um. We have, like, maybe, like I said, if this was a David POV, which it should have been, Mm. I would have been more invested. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that would have been better if it was just, if they're going to introduce a new character and give them a morph, that would be kind of a punchier way to do it, because then we wouldn't have to sit through all of the, I'm Marco, and I can't tell you my secret identities here in this mystery place. Like, it would have been... Like, um, hi, I'm David Smith. I'm a new kid at this school in this town. My parents just moved here. It would be like the first book again, right? Like, where 
it's someone who's completely new to the situation, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been... But also accidentally revealing all of the Bandalite secrets. <laughs> um, I think, though, kind of skipping ahead to series theories, mm. that if it was from David's point of view, though, it would kind of make the reveal where he's evil. <laughs> so you think he's going to be... In my guesstimation. You think he's going to be evil? I think he's... I think that there is something very suspicious about David. Either he is an alien... Mm-hmm. Or he is evil. I don't think he's a Yerk because if once he got the morphing abilities, I feel like he would have fucked right. off. Um, or maybe not. Maybe he had. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But I he's he's killing things in cold blood. That's never a good sign. Here's what I think. Book two of the David trilogy. He's gonna escalate. Be more of a problem. Fuck up their plans. Behave. He'll be behave evil. in immoral ways. Not. I don't want to call evil because i think that would be like implying that he's actively working against them i think that he's just gonna be like Mm -hmm. selfish and like not a good warrior of the cause right and i think Mm -hmm. book three it's all gonna come to a head they're gonna fight with david and then at the end and they're gonna be like we can't cut him loose because if we do he's gonna get yerked you know whatever and then at the end he's gonna overstay and morph and get stuck Mm. And I think that, and then they're going to be like, well, he's going to go be a dog now. Problem, Problem solved. Because normally, if this was a situation, I would say that I would think that he's going to die in three books. Yeah, I was going to say that But I don't think too. that the series is going to go that hard. I think if any of these children die, it's going to be the last book. And it'll be and Cassie. It'll be Cassie. Um, but I think David's going to get stuck in a morph. Mm. I Yeah, yeah. Or or somehow mind wipe is the only yeah, thing. Yeah, but I feel I would hope that if we were introducing mind wipe, that would have come up before it became relevant. But how <laughs> like the sorry yeah, rips. How often has that happened so far? So <laughs> uh, the men in black show up. <laughs> Which of the the um leaders of the free world do you think is the secret werewolf? Oh, President of the United States. For you sure. think he's already the the Yerk? I think so. I think that's why the Visser doesn't want to Yerk him because he already is. So he's just gonna like, maybe he's like another Visser, and then like he's Visser two or something. And so then, but then why would he have tried to get to him a few books ago when they had the? I feel like mm, that. That's true. I forgot about that. Because what were our options? Let me see. It was Japan, Germany. Russia, Russia, the U.S., Britain. It's like the it's like the whatever on the U.N. It's those people. I just because this is like a U.S. centric mm-hmm. book. I feel like there's something already going on in the United States portion of it because it would be kind of wild for it to be like, well, you know, the Japanese guy is the is the controller, but. Like, we're never going to go fight in Japan, so I guess we've just lost Asia. It's fine. Did they actually say it was the president who was on board the ship already? Because I thought that they said, or the hologram and the president, whatever, the thing that they came across that they're like, oh, I bet it's the president. Because I thought they only saw his shoe and saw a cut in his shoe. They they call him, like, sheer sh- or slant shoe or something like that. They say they climb up the leg of the slash shoe, man. They climb up the leg of the president. But it's just Marco assuming that it's the right. president. Because I kind of have a theory that they're going to keep thinking it's the president and that 
It's the president's body. The president's no, I body think it's going to be one of the other leaders of that they've kidnapped one. Because uh, then that would make sense if they've already got the president, and then the dude who's they're trying to infiltrate is one of the other ones. I'm trying to see where they talk about going into the helicopter. Because they keep saying the thing about the slashed um, shoe, so I feel like that's going to come up later. That like, oh, we looked at this guy and saw that he had a slash on the shoe, and then we realized it wasn't the president like we thought it was the whole time. You know? Because I don't know why else they would keep bringing up the slash shoe thing. Tobias says, hey, look, there's a helicopter coming up behind us. Marine Corps helicopter. It's, whoa, that must be Marine One as opposed to Air Force. Oh, Air Force One, the president's jet. Marine One is the president's helicopter. And then they see the helicopter. So Tobias is the only one that IDs it as the president's helicopter. And he assumes it is. He doesn't actually ID it. Yeah, that must So be. I think it's probably this whole thing is going to be that they think that they're targeting the president and then it's actually not. I think this is actually going to end up being like the president has already been compromised and it's a completely different person that they're targeting. Mm. I really want to know how the Chi got their information. <laughs> they, <laughs> someone's in that control, but they don't know who. Right. I don't know, man. Well, serious theories abound. Um, I don't know. Maybe when we look back on it, on when we get to the third book of the David trilogy, we will be astounded. I mean, I think we have there a couple times we have been like, okay, Gapplegate, you were doing some work in the previous mm-hmm. books that we were too proud to notice. But I don't. We'll I see. think we'll I see. think there were seeds planted in this one. I just yeah. don't know if I care about the fruit of those seeds. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the if the alien toilet's ever going to come back because they mentioned it again in this. They did book. mention it, yes. <laughs> Actually, did they did they also mention it in the Cassie book? Because I think that like oh maybe it was just the Cassie. Either book way, it's been referenced. It does, yeah, they've they've mentioned it recently, so maybe maybe that'll come back. Um, who was your most valuable morph in this book of incompetency? Oh, David for sure. <laughs> David, who saw his body becoming a cockroach, who screamed his head off. No, I guess ruining their infiltration. I don't know. Everyone was so shit in this book, man. I know. It's hard to pick. I almost... Even Tobias was not Yeah, great. I almost want to give it to Cassie again just because I feel like she didn't do anything and therefore didn't fuck up anything, mm. but that's... And she showed up after having that big traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, maybe mm. maybe Cassie? Um, if not Rachel, because Rachel at least was doing the thing that she is best at, which is punching. That she does best. Becoming a grizzly bear and slashing right. some fools. It's like... yeah. You didn't add anything, but you didn't subtract either, so. But she and Tobias didn't get into the helicopter, so mm. maybe she's getting set up. She and Tobias are going to be set up to become Most Valuable Morphs in yeah. the next couple books. To catch the, catch the little roaches. Yeah. That would make mm. sense. Maybe, oh, Cassie, she did, like, calm David down when he was freaking out about the cockroach thing and got him to fully morph. Because he was like, no, I'm not doing it, and going back to human. And she was like, you shut the fuck up and you become a cockroach right now. <laughs> so maybe Cassie is, is maybe pulling her weight. Yeah, she's an all-new girl now. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're going with for most valuable? I guess. I guess. Because like you said, this is just everyone at their worst. Just a parade book. of incompetence. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you have a morbid moment for this one? Uh, I guess like when David was shown the proof that his parents became controllers, that kind of yeah. sucked. It wasn't really morbid. It just kind of sucked. Um, So not really. <laughs> I think if we're going with gross out version of morbid, which we sometimes do, 
the part where Axe gets eaten, or yeah, Axe gets eaten mm. by Snake Marco and then has to demorph out of his mouth, which I thought was going to end with Marco exploding, but didn't. I wish it did. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was pretty gross. Anytime any of the Animorphs get eaten by anything, I'm like, ugh, not pleasant. Yeah. At least with like, when you're eaten by a snake, though, that's a slow process. That's so, true. Like, you have some time to and figure out. And I think out he was in his mouth the whole time. He just yeah, got... he didn't go down the throat. But he did get... I wonder if this is accurate, because he did get poisoned by the mm. snake, which would imply, again, going back to hit points, I feel like if a snake bites into a spider, that, spider that spider's done so, right? Like, it's gonna... If it, if it punctures it enough to envenomate it then surely it would just, it would be like stuck on its tooth. (laughs) (laughs) Which is awkward because the snake has no arms. You can't get that out of its teeth. Like I don't understand what happened in the scene in which Marco both enclosed Axe Spider in his mouth and also bit him because he's a spider. (laughs) Truly a mystery for the ages. Who's to say? Anyway. Anyway, that's this book. That's it for this book. Next week, we will be continuing my unit on dead animals. Golly. We're going to read Old Yeller. The week after that, we will be back with another Morph Monday with Animorphs number 21, The Threat. Yep, it's, it's another book in the David trilogy, apparently. Yay. And whose POV is that one? I don't know. Oh, Jake. Probably it's Jake. Yeah. It's about time we've had a Jake POV. I Not guess. really, because we had to deal with him last book. He snuck in there. That's true. Rude. Yeah, he's getting an unfair amount of time yeah. in these books. Just because <laughs> Applegate named her kid after he's their him. fakey leader. Uh, in the meantime, if there are any uh, series theories that you would like to share with us or any thoughts at all about the Animorphs, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us, ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcasting platform things. Podcatchers. <laughs> Um, if you haven't followed or, scri- or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should, because how else are you going to know how this whole David thing plays out, man? This is a to-be-continued <laughs> book, so there's no resolution, so I know you need to listen to the next episode. Um, if you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review, but if you don't, that's okay, because you're allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like, even in real life. You can talk about us anytime. In the words of Kay Applegate, Are you lost? Axe asked me. No, we are lost, I said. Look for a pool. It was sort of kidney-shaped. A pool? A yerk pool? No, just a human pool. I've never heard of such a thing. Are they necessary for reproduction? No, but they help you get friends during the summer. In the first draft, that 100% said they help you get laid during the summer, right? <laughs> It's a Marco POV, of course. <laughs> Though, remember when he didn't get invited to little 
Marlene's <laughs> pool party or whatever her name was. He was real salty about yeah. that. Yeah, he snuck yeah, in. Yeah, because as a rat, he wanted to get someone to press their mouth against his mouth. He wanted to make a friend. Friend. Marco, get help. 